This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Measured Thoughts on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here's your host, David Reepstein. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Measured Thoughts with Dave Reepstein on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm Dave Reepstein, and you'll be joining me here on Sirius XM Channel 111, which we do every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, and we are replayed throughout the week. I've got much to talk about in today's show. I just got back from uh, Davos, Switzerland, and the World Economic Forum. It was really interesting what went on there. Uh, What was also interesting, I can't wait to uh, talk about, is the Trump effect, uh, because it was very uh, um, amazing to see the impact that Trump had on the World Economic Forum. Uh, But we have another big thing that's going on as well, which is today is right before, it's the week before the Super Bowl. And uh, the marketing for the Super Bowl has already begun. I will comment, by the way, I got over to Davos, and, I, and I'm going to connect these two themes of Davos and, uh, and the Super Bowl, because I got over there just in time to try and follow what was going on with the Eagles game that was being played. And I had to try and follow it online, because try and find out and try and find a sports bar in uh, Davos, Switzerland, that's willing to play uh, American football between 1.30 and 4.30 in the morning. It's next to impossible. So that was a difficult task. But let's get on to today's show because we've got two very interesting segments that are going to happen. Um, I, I'm happy to share with you that today's guest that we have is Senior Director of Brand Marketing at Kellogg's, Kurt Simmon. And I'm excited about him being on the program because he's one of the advertisers for the upcoming Super Bowl. And so we've got to find out what his logic is and the economics of thinking about that. And then in the second half of the program, what it is that we're going to do is we're going to open the phone lines for your calls. So during the program, please feel free to call in with reactions and our interview with Kurt. And even more so with general questions or comments that you happen to have with uh, with marketing in general. If you want to, you can give us a call at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. You can email us at businessradio at SiriusXM.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at BizRadio111. So let's turn to our guest, who, as I said, is Kurt Simon. So, Kurt, uh, Senior Director of Brand Marketing at Kellogg's, welcome. Glad to have you on the program. Dave, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, Very excited to have you on the show, given this week. And so it must be an exciting week for you with the Super Bowl coming up. Absolutely. It's the first time, actually, that Pringles will be airing a television commercial during the Super Bowl. It's obviously the excitement of the game. Obviously, I just found out you were an Eagles fan, so you have – a personal vested interest in what happens. But for us, really, it's about uh, being part of what we would say is a singular occasion in terms of snacking and social interaction. So we're excited about the game, obviously. Uh, certainly excited to hear a little bit more about your trip to Davos, too. Um, maybe not uh, maybe not now, but certainly uh, hopefully I can hang on for a little bit of that as well. Well, I hope you do hang on, and I've got lots to talk about, but I'm particularly interested in hearing about uh, 
what you do to get ready for the the Super Bowl. Now, you just said something very interesting, which is you told us what you're going to be doing is advertising Pringles. And by the way, I just had a a Pringles feast right before I went on the air. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I've got all sorts of reactions that I'll share with you. But before we jump into it, just give me a little bit of background about yourself. Sounds good. Yeah, so I'm the Senior Director of Marketing uh, at Kellogg's, so I have responsibility for Salty Snacks, of which Pringles is uh, the largest brand in our Salty Snacks portfolio. I've been with Kellogg almost five years, uh, first in global brand marketing and then now leading the U.S. team. Uh, prior to that, I was at Kimberly Clark for almost 13 years uh, in marketing roles on Kleenex, Huggies, Depend, Cottonelle, as well as a couple years stint um, in customer marketing in our Bentonville, Arkansas office. So did you do any Super Bowl advertising while you were there? No. Um, Kimberly Clark, at least during my tenure, didn't have any brands that advertised uh, during the Super Bowl. Uh, and as you look at Kellogg, um, we last year we had a bit, uh, if you recall, uh, the relationship between Ego and Stranger Things. So we had um, an Ego placement in the Stranger Things ad. Um, and then prior to that, we've, we've been in the Super Bowl here and there from a, a breakfast perspective. But no, for me personally, and really at the two companies I've worked at, Super Bowl hasn't been a big priority for us. Uh, so I'm sort of curious, why, why are you doing it? What's, what's the motivation behind doing a Super Bowl ad? Uh, and then I've got to figure out why Pringles. But let's start with sure. you know, a Super Bowl ad. What's the, what's sure. the thought? So I, I think, first of all, and you probably hear this from other advertisers during the Super Bowl, uh, the ad itself should be one piece of something bigger. So for us, it's an idea that we call flavor stacking. And so flavor stacking for Pringles um, really can only be done on Pringles. As you know, it sounded like you were uh, snacking on some chips before you started. Pringles have a unique shape. That's what some people call it a double saddle shape. Uh, some people refer to it scientifically as a hyperbolic paraboloid. <laughs> it has a very specific shape. And consumers actually, one of the things they think about when they think of Pringles is this perfect stack of unbroken chips. So the idea of stacking already exists in consumers' mind. All we did is say, you know what? With the importance of flavor in the salty snacks category, there's lots of flavors available. But here you can take two or three or maybe four different Pringles flavors and create endless flavor combinations. And so first and foremost for us, it was a bigger idea behind flavor stacking to um, get consumers thinking about Pringles in maybe ways they haven't before, putting our food forward and coming forward with a really big idea that we thought consumers would really resonate with. We actually started advertising or communicating flavor stacking as an idea back in September of uh, 2017, uh, mostly in digital, in-store. We've been prepping for Super Bowl so that by the time the consumer will see the Super Bowl ad, um, uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, hopefully they will have seen online, in-store communication of flavor stacking, and they actually have Pringles at their Super Bowl party versus hearing it for the first time or seeing it for the first time on television. So uh, much bigger for us than just a Super Bowl television spot. So I find it fascinating that the Kellogg's company, known for its cereal, is going to be promoting Pringles. 
yeah. on the air. And I think you've got to, first of all, as you said, it sort of goes with the Super Bowl because there's lots of chip eating that happens at the Super Bowl. And, uh, and and all the Super Bowl parties. Uh, by the way, I'm hosting one of those Super Bowl parties. And uh, and then to, to think about, you know, this whole notion of uh, being able to talk about this, the stacking and the, that whole combination is a very clever idea that uh, that you've got. And what it, it seems that it does is it encourages people not to buy just, you know, one flavor, but to buy a, a variety of flavors so one could try the different combinations. Yeah, and that's part of where the Super Bowl comes in. Obviously, you're having a Super Bowl party. Just curious, before I tell you a little bit more about it, how many people? Is it a small gathering? Is it a large gathering? So I invite I, I invite the entire marketing department here at the Wharton School to my oh, house fantastic. every year. And historically, what it is that we do is we talk, talk, talk. Then on comes the commercials, and we watch. Huh? And so, you know, we just spend our time watching the commercials. This year, we're going to be watching the commercials and the game because the Eagles are playing. So that's going to be, uh, you know, a a different experience for us. But we should probably have 30 people that are going to be there. So you had asked a a couple of questions there. One was why Pringles, why a snack brand, why not one of the powerhouse morning foods brands? And it really has almost everything to do with foods that are actually consumed during the Super Bowl. No surprise to you that among the top five, chicken wings, pizza, potato chips, guacamole dip, and beer. And so from a potato chip standpoint, estimates are over 11 million pounds of potato chips will be consumed. So one of the reasons uh, that we chose the Pringles brand from a Kellogg perspective is it's relevant. That particular snack is relevant for the consumer that's watching the Super Bowl. And again, where, where flavor stacking comes in now is many people, whether it's three or 30, want to have foods that are interesting. Sometimes it's food that they will only make for the Super Bowl, whether it's catered or whether it's food that they make. They want to have something that not only do people like, but is interesting. And so um, for us, creating this idea of flavor stacking you can turn it into a game. You can certainly take your snacks and, and make that part of the Super Bowl conversation as opposed to just pick up and eat, pick up and eat, and try these different things. This actually gets the social conversation going, which, as you know, as you just said, is a big part of Super Bowl. We actually found that more people participate in the Super Bowl outside of the game. They want to watch the commercials. They go for the food. Many of them have multiple devices where they're communicating uh, socially. And so having a, a brand like Pringles that's well-known and having a fun experience like flavor stacking, perfectly consistent with that social interaction that occurs during the game as well. Actually, the fun experience has got to be a major part of it just for no other reason that if, if there really was a right combination of different flavors, you could undoubtedly make that chip. You could have the chip that is the pizza, the, uh, the ranch, and, yeah. and the barbecue chip already in one can. But it, it really is for the fun of trying to, you know, the various different combinations. It is, yes. And we have, maybe not in any particular store, but in the U.S., we have 25 flavors that are available. So a bigger store like a Walmart or a Kroger, depending on the market you're in, or one of the Kroger banners, um, you will find that with those 25 different flavors in some combination of stacking two or three or four chips, you can create over a quarter million 
uh, specific combinations, which is really interesting. And some of them, actually, if you think about what you would serve at the Super Bowl, you can create analogs. So things like uh, three-layer dip without the dip, and you could have cheddar cheese, sour cream, and onion, and jalapeno, things that would go into your dip. Or one of my favorites, I tend to, I tend to like the hotter flavors. So things like a pico de gallo stack with our, our new flavor, Extra Hot, Pringles Jalapeno, and you know, our sub-brand Loud Fiery Chili Lime. So if you want to have an analog to chips and dip or other dips that you would have at your party, again, it, it's something you're already thinking about for Super Bowl. It's really simple to buy three cans or four cans at $1.25 to $1.50 each and create a little bit of fun for your party as well. So, uh, sorry about that, but I, 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 I'm, uh, I'm into the joy of it. So, I will tell you, by the way, I just got done trying sort of the uh, what, what appeared to be a buffalo wing without the without the bone. Okay, yep. Uh, delicious, absolutely delicious. Yeah, uh, that's another one that, that really is consistent with, again, number one food eaten at Super Bowl parties is buffalo wings. So, having something that reminds you of buffalo wings and creating a unique experience around it. Now, you might like yours a little hotter. So if the uh, buffalo wing is barbecue ranch and buffalo ranch, then add a jalapeno to it or add an extra hot to it and create something unique yet again. That's what we think is so much fun with launching this idea during the Super Bowl in a big way. And that's the next one I'm going to try. So let me ask you, uh, you are, I understand you're going to air your commercial just one time. Is that right? We will air one time during the Super Bowl, if that's uh, what you mean, Dave. Yes, we will air the fourth. Um, break in the second quarter. So, so did you, uh, did you have a choice about which where the spot was going to be in the uh, in the game? We did. Um, uh, we work with Starcom. They're our media um, buying group, and Starcom helped negotiate with NBC. Uh, obviously, you've seen the stats with regard to um, the Super Bowl and when people are watching television commercials, and part of that is predicated on whether or not you have a close game. Uh, but if our indications are correct, obviously the second quarter uh, we feel really good about uh, right before the two-minute warning, so not the timeout of the two-minute warning, but just before. You get people that are starting to come back, the people that want to watch the halftime show are starting to come back. Maybe they've been socializing during the game. They want to come back for that. Um, we are what we call an A position, so the first uh, commercial out of the break. So nice. uh, that tends to be there's a, just a quick second that cues to the consumer, the, the viewer, the commercials are coming back on you know as you talked about kind of silencing your group of 30 to watch the commercials there is just a real soft cue that indicates it's coming so we'll be that first ad there so yeah we we maybe didn't have absolute selection bigger advertisers the anheuser-busch's etc uh, who are buying multiple spots probably have a bit more negotiating power than we do but um working with our media team we really got a great placement we feel uh, that sounds like a, a really great placement, and I'm hoping the game is no longer close by that stage. But you know, we all have our own particular preferences. That uh, I, I think that all have. you have to do is go back what eight days to, to see the last time the Eagles just destroyed their opponents. So you should, if it goes anything like the NFC Championship game does, at least you'll be there for the fourth break in the second quarter still to see the Pringles ad, and who knows what happens in the second half. Sounds great. Let me remind our audience, you're listening to Measured Thoughts with Dave Reepstein on Sirius XM 111 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. And you can give us a call at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. 
And we're currently talking to Kurt Simon, who's the Senior Director of Brand Marketing at Kellogg's and is just about to start running the Super Bowl ad. And and actually, uh, tell us a little bit specifically about the ad other than flavor stacking. Okay. So I mentioned flavor stacking. And so um, one of the things I mentioned, Dave, is even prior to uh, producing the TV spot or really even before we thought about participating actually in the Super Bowl game versus just being around the game, uh, one of the things that we realized is we introduced this idea of flavor stacking to people. There was this moment of, wow, I can't believe I didn't think of that myself. Like, of course you should stack different flavors of Pringles to create this unique experience. So that reaction, that response to flavor stacking became the seed idea for the television copy. So um, as you'll see in the ad, not to give away too much, but you can go out on on YouTube today uh, and see that ad. Uh, We employed uh, Bill Hader from Saturday Night Live fame, uh, other movies like Trainwreck uh, and what have you, uh, to be the the star of our television ad and really um, be the one that delivers that wow moment of, oh, my gosh, I can't believe uh, this flavor stacking is a thing. So the idea came from actual consumer response to the idea. We built a TV spot around that. We felt that the idea that anybody could do it, but the fun and playfulness of of Bill Hader coming off of of actually a film set and engaging around flavor stacking would add even more to the idea of, huh, I never thought of this, but what a great idea. Um, Bill then encouraged us to work with uh, Reese Thomas, who is a director he's worked with um, in his Saturday Night Live days, and they have a great uh, rapport, and one of the things from being on set and working through the creative process. Um, one is I think Bill is just uh, not only comedically sound, he's borderline comedic genius. His, his intuition is fantastic. His ability not only to deliver the lines that we asked him to and the concept that we knew tested well, uh, but to improvise and bring his own experience and his grasp of characters to the spot. So you'll see him kind of go into uh, full Bill Hader mode in the spot, which we think is fun and playful and really delivers against the Pringles brand personality. I have watched the YouTube version of it, and I totally agree. It's very fun, well, well executed. So great job on that particular Thank you. commercial. So, uh, Kurt, I'm going to have to ask you about the economics of an ad because we always hear about how expensive these ads are. Yeah. And um, and and what we hear, by the way, I know last year a 30-second spot cost $5 million. I'm a little bit curious, first of all, since you have to negotiate which slot you are in the program um, or in the game, I'm, I'm assuming that means there are different costs associated with which quarter and whether or not you're the first ad up or the second ad up, et cetera. Uh, so what's the cost for a 30-second spot this year, and how much does it vary by what time of, of the game it is? Yeah, so um, I can't tell you specifically depending on wh- when you buy the spot. Obviously, as inventory becomes readily available or less available, buying multiple spots, obviously what you would pay as an advertiser can differ. Sure. In the neighborhood of that $5 million mark is, is pretty accurate uh, from 20. 20- 17 Super Bowl to 2018 Super Bowl. Uh, so in that range is, is kind of where you, you, you'll you see us play as well. In terms of 
negotiation. Um, for us, it was about being in the right place at the right time versus $100,000 of incremental investment for one specific spot or not. But I think the key thing that you're hitting on, Dave, is absolutely correct. The economics of a Super Bowl ad, if you're just to take it as an ad, uh, may not pay out for a lot of advertisers. Um, but what we looked at is uh, two things, really. One is we participate in a category, as you know, with salty snacks, that is just a huge category. It's almost $20 billion. And we have a big competitor that tends to advertise during the Super Bowl, right. Dorito-Lay. Doritos was not in last year. They are again in this year. But to, to go up against the behemoth that has a 60 share in a $20 billion category uh, Pringles needs to be more top of mind with our consumers. And so um, whether that can be calculated or not into a short-term ROI, we believe that increasing that top of mind awareness for Pringles is, is absolutely critical, not just in 2018, but as we look to grow this brand beyond what it's grown since we've acquired it. Uh, number two, our customers are really excited about this. And I would tell you, that's a big reason to do the Super Bowl. And when you, you say your into, when you say your customers, you mean the retailers? Our retailers, yeah. Sure. Thanks for the clarification, Dave. Uh, you go into any store today, and again, you'll see Coke and Anheuser Busch or Pepsi or Frito Lay, big Super Bowl advertisers uh, by and large that are setting up huge lobby displays. Some of them can leverage their relationship with the NFL, Pepsi and Frito Lay. Uh, others are just building out massive displays. Um, behind the Super Bowl, but if you can win um, in displays and merchandising during the Super Bowl, that's how you win. Um, without divulging specific numbers, right now our January shipments are up almost 10%. Wow. Our first quarter shipments are forecast to be in the double-digit range, and um, we will maybe not in short-term ROI, according to our marketing mix models, deliver 100% of that payback. Uh, but if you look at some of what it enabled us to do with our retailers, Dave, that's where you win. So I think it's taking a longer-term view of return on investment versus just the short-term view of did the ad return more than a dollar ROI. And so okay. um, we tend to see that it doesn't based on our analyses, but we think what we're able to do with retailers in particular are going to drive up the total value for Pringles and Kellogg. Kurt, I love that you brought that up because it it, it is something that the, you know, casual observer would not be conscious of, of how important it is to get the the retailers here, your immediate customers, to have displays up and, and what that in and of itself does uh, for your sales. So if, if they've got those displays up already, that and it's a 10% roughly uh, boost in what it is you normally would have, that may pay for the ad before you ever run the ad. Absolutely. And in a category that is so impulse driven, and uh, not only is the category impulse driven, we have a pretty good understanding of the people that are going to shop starting yesterday when those first big game ads start to drop all the way through, mostly through next Saturday, the day before the Super Bowl. People have snacks top of mind and food top of mind, but being able to interrupt uh, we may be an and purchase. They may still be buying their favorite tortilla chip for their guac dip, but they may see Pringles in the flavor stacking display and pick up four flavors for $5 and say, you know what, this will be a fun thing to try during the Super Bowl party. So uh, that top of mindedness and that awareness in store 
is absolutely critical for us. So I, I've written a couple articles where I talk about how advertising affects not just sales, but affects uh, sort of secondhand affects sales through uh, through the distribution. And this is a perfect example that I'm going to continue using as uh, as we go forward. Now, when I think about the ad, there is the cost of the advertising itself, but then you have the actors, you have the creative, yep. you've got you know all of, of what it takes to put the ad together. So that adds to it, and so it, it increases that total cost for sure. Absolutely. We've seen, and, and ours didn't approach this high, but we've seen where some advertisers, manufacturers will pay uh, upwards of 100% of what they sure. pay for the actual spot itself for the creative. And obviously, um, the more... Um, well-known actors and actresses that you get in your spot drives that cost up. So uh, one versus several. Um, the production value, how it's uh, obviously uh, how it's shot, uh, the team that works together, the production company, the director, uh, the talent themselves. Um, absolutely, it's a significant part of the investment, which is why I, I know you'd asked earlier about airing the spot. This will not be exclusively a Super Bowl spot for us. We're going to take this investment and spread it out over the course of the year on television, um, online, um, uh, beyond just a singular 30-second ad during the Super Bowl. So there's an opportunity to recoup the investment that we made in the production value of this particular spot outside of Super Bowl Sunday. Well, that's exactly what it is I want to ask you uh, about. But before I do, let me again remind our audience, you're listening to Measured Thoughts with Dave Reepstein on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. You can give us a call at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. And we're currently speaking with Kurt Simon, the Senior Director of Brand Marketing at Kellogg's. And Kurt, I, I really want to get a sense of all the other exposure that you get because of the ad. So yes. I know that, you know, they talk about an audience of about 110 million that are watching the game. Um, and one could think about, well, I've got the $5 million I'm spending, divide that by the 100 million, and I could start to, to look at a cost per thousand. But you get lots of other exposures, um, not just in the United States, but globally in, in uh, 140 countries. And then also, you're already doing some things on social media. Absolutely. And you're going to be doing some things afterwards. And so talk a little bit about all the other auxiliary activities that you've got going on um, surrounding the placement of this ad. Sure. Uh, happy to. I think there's a uh, – if you look at some of the larger ones, um, one of the things that we found is – there was a time, and you remember the, the time, when there was a grand unveiling of the Super Bowl television spot on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, what I think advertisers like Kellogg uh, have realized is that, uh, as we were just speaking uh, previously, the cost to produce that segment is pretty significant. And so the more eyeballs that you can get on that, not only during and after the Super Bowl in a paid way, but prior to the Super Bowl in an earned way, uh, the better return you get. So. One big thing that we participated in was the YouTube ad blitz. YouTube knows when consumers are going to start looking for Super Bowl spots, and having a um, collection of those Super Bowl spots where consumers can go and easily sort through and find out what Stella Artois is saying or what we're saying, 
uh, and be able to watch those spots all in one place. YouTube estimates almost a half a million people per day from the day that we went live with that spot on January 25th uh, through Super Bowl. So you have an opportunity if you're willing to uh, eliminate the element of surprise, but to deliver to your fans who really want to see Super Bowl ads, you might get another 500 million just by participating with YouTube. Uh, secondly, uh, is that is that live now on YouTube? It is live now on YouTube. Yes, you should be able to go out there right now and put in Pringles TV commercial or Pringles commercial, Pringles Bill Hader. If you knew that you picked up some of the press in Ad Week or Ad Age, or uh, we did a spot in the New or a uh, interview with New York Times with USA Today. So that'd be the other thing that I would say is having a, a really astute. PR group like CRISPR, which is a, a division of Edelman, CRISPR has really been on top of what are the storylines that people want to hear about? Um, do people want to hear about Bill Hader? Do people just want to know what your Super Bowl spot is? And so having a well-crafted approach to getting the right message uh, to consumers, shoppers uh, in advance is a, is a big part of it as well. So those are just a couple of really big ones. I'd say a couple of other more interesting ones for us are obviously just how we would use social media. So one of the things that we know is you as a host of a Super Bowl party, again, I'll use a couple of the analogs we talked about before. I'm looking for a buffalo wing recipe or I'm looking for a nachos recipe. Uh, and you, you go to Google and you put in buffalo wing recipe. We have a huge opportunity to intercept that, not in a way that says you're going to replace your buffalo wings maybe your uh, Wharton famous buffalo wings with a uh, Pringles buffalo wing stack. But what you might be able to do is say, huh, I never really thought of that, and I'm going to add um, chicken wings without the wings into my Super Bowl party. Same thing with dips, same thing with nachos. Is we have an opportunity not to replace but to find those people who are already signaling that they're throwing a Super Bowl party. Uh, that targeting is a huge opportunity for us. So that would be an opportunity on Google. You'll see other ways of doing it if somebody is looking for a recipe through YouTube. Now you need to intercept them in a little bit more of a visual way versus maybe a standard banner. And we've got some videos that we have out there uh, that are very much like, say, the tasty videos that you would see when people are thinking of, how do I make uh, food form X? And so intercepting consumers who self-identify themselves uh, directly or indirectly as Super Bowl party planners is a big part of, again, being part of the game as opposed to being thought of once they see the spot. I would really like to have people know about Pringles and know about flavor stacking and make it part of their party as opposed to, wow, that was a really funny ad. So I've got two questions for you. One is, what is the perfect combination to go with Dave's very famous Super Bowl chili? So, okay. So I'm, I'm looking for that right combination. Uh, and, and so yeah, go ahead and answer that one first. Okay. So let me think. Dave's Super Bowl chili. Um, I'm going to tell you that there's a couple things here. One, um, Pringles Loud Spicy Queso. So you've got peppers. Both. It, it's kind of have going to have a red and green pepper uh, as well as more of a um, queso type of flavor to it. A little bit different than the cheddar cheese flavor, but depending on – what kind of cheese you like to have on your um, Dave's Wharton uh, chili. I think I would start with spicy queso. I would add in sour cream and onion. Sour cream is a good – sour cream and onion is just a classic flavor. Onions are usually part of any good chili mix, and then the sour cream provides that little bit of cooling. 
Next, I would put in jalapenos. I, I'm a, nice, as I told nice. you earlier, yep. jalapeno, sour cream, and onion, and Pringles Loud spicy queso. And I think one of the things I'll tell you is I think that would be a fantastic flavor combination. Two, you will see some things that we do after the game where we're going to encourage people to not only create their own flavor stacks, but to name them. Uh, and since that generator is not up yet, it will be after Super Bowl Sunday. This will give you an opportunity, and people just like you the opportunity to say, I experimented with it. This was my stack. I promise you, Dave, I will not go in and steal that stack. That's your stack if you want it. We're co-creators. But yeah. being able to reward consumers for coming to us and now telling us what flax stacks that they like, that's a good opportunity for Pringles to continue this engagement with consumers beyond Super Bowl Sunday. So that sort of led exactly to what my second question was, which is, you know, you've got to be having some site for people to post the combinations that they come up with that they really, really love. And, and get people's reactions to it. So while I'm trying to do my combination stacking, and I can see other people posting things that I could try, but I could also go, bingo, I found exactly the right combination, and that should work. Yes, I, great insight. I think, you know, as you know, because you've seen the spots, and, and I would encourage your listeners to go out and, and find the spot as well. We think it's a really great spot. Um, internally, we, we refer to it as, wow, that was the title that we gave the spot again. It's the reaction that you get from the first time you eat uh, a Pringles flavor stack and that you create your own unique stack. Uh, we actually created something called the wow meter So when you go and you share a stack with us and tell us what flavors you used and what you want to call it, you will be given a little goodie. By goodie, I don't mean a coupon. I don't mean we're going to send you a case of free chips. You're going to get some form of a small form of social currency to encourage you to share that stack not only with us but with others. So the wow meter will be a reaction to your uh, uniquely created uh, Dave's Wharton chili stack, and you then will be given something that you can show friends. Hey, listen, I went and I named my stack, um, and you can share out with them on Facebook or Instagram uh, this uh, uh, unique expression or reward that you got by creating your stack. Absolutely, that's a big part of how we get consumers to engage afterwards. Super. Uh, Kurt, this sounds like uh, it's going to be a wonderful Super Bowl for you and uh, and for Kellogg. So congratulations on putting this together. I'll be looking for the spot and, and uh, getting people's reactions both to the spot and to the chips. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.